Welcome to Criminal AF. And for those of you joining us for the first time, this is a true crime podcast. There will be talk of murder, rape, torture, assault, and pretty much any crime that would haunt you nightmares at any given moment. There will be detailed descriptions of said events, and there will be some vulgar language. Like fuck. We understand that Criminal AF is not for everyone, but we just ask that you at least give it a listen. If it's not for you, hey, thanks for checking it out. See ya. But if it is, welcome to the debauchery. An electrician from East Sussex murdered two women in the late 1980s and sexually violated their bodies post-mortem. He remained free for another 30 years until his crimes finally became known, which now included over 800,000 images and 500 video recordings of him raping and posing more than 100 dead women. I'm Dave Jari. I'm Garrett Corder. And this is Criminal as Fuck. What's good, fuckers? And welcome back to another episode of Criminal AF. Fuckers. Once again, I'm Dave Jarry. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Garrett Corder. How we doing? Now, we'd like to announce our newest members of the debauched, as well as some upgrades. And they are Aussie Tracy, Chris Owen, Jay Rawlings, Sammy Kramer, Ashley O'Connor, and Megan Miller, as well as our upgraded followers, Nikki Hammond and Chantal Seislick. Thank you all. Love you guys. Yes. Thank you all so much for your generous support. Now, you can become one of the debauched as well by joining our Patreon for as little as $2 a month. Everyone gets ad-free episodes and access to our private Discord. The community's growing over there, too, and I it love is. it. it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Come come on and join the Patreon, all right? Join the Patreon. We have a lot of criminal. fun. The Discord's getting lit. It's, yep. it's, it's fun. It's fun. Oh, yeah. And for those who join a $5 tier or above, you'll get all of our audible, video, and downloadable content, including narrated scripts from every story, Five Minute Murder, where I discuss a true crime event in less than five minutes, which uh, Thor Christensen is coming soon for that one. Our Patreon-only bi-weekly podcast called Random AF, where we discuss anything and everything, and we don't hold anything back, do we, Garrett? No, not at all. No. It gets pretty crazy, and uh, yeah, that's uh, it's 100% not safe for work. So, yes. uh, Plus, you'll get our monthly Patreon-only episodes of Dreadful AF, where Garrett and I are joined by the incredible John and Joe from Spread the Dread podcast and discuss all things true crime, paranormal, supernatural, conspiracy theories. Whatever. Whatever. Everything in between. Now, for the higher tiers, you can get all of this, plus producer credits on every episode, and uh, some goodies thrown in, like t-shirts, posters, coffee mugs, etc. So, to choose your tier, just go to criminalafpodcast.com backslash support, or click on the link in the episode description. There are other ways to support Criminal AF as well, and one is by visiting our show on Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a detailed review on why Criminal AF has had such a positive impact on your life and why you believe it is the number one true crime podcast. And <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not, it's a fact, right? It's a fact. There you go. Yeah, the other way to help us out is by rocking our merch. Go get you some merch. Yes, sir. Now, there are tons of designs and products to choose from, like getting, a, I don't know, you can get a t shirt or a. Outfit your entire uh, bedroom and uh, bathroom mm. in criminal yeah. stuff. You know? <laughs> I don't, the thought of somebody stepping out of the shower and our our faces are on their fucking bath mats is <laughs> wild curling, to me. They open up their criminal AF shower curtain and step on their criminal AF bath mat while they wipe their ass with a fucking <laughs> criminal AF towel. <laughs> I never understood why the the rugs yeah. on the fucking seats. Yeah, have you ever seen that on the toilets? Yeah, yeah. that doesn't make any sense to me. That's no. like, it's disgusting that, in my that, opinion. That, yeah, that's. I like, feel like that's a bacteria like. I don't, I don't see that very oh, often. It's a haven for bacteria. That's gross, yeah, man. Right. Especially like when you have young kids if and they're you, pissing all over the if, fucking if toilet seat. If you have one of those, yeah. you guys are all, you're insane. You're, yeah. you're insane. Those like I, 80s, 90s, like. They, but I still see them in the store. Somebody's buying they them. They still have them? Yes. No, I get the fuck I, out. I swear to God. Well, we're missing out on that. We it get comes a, in a pack. We need to capitalize on that. No. We need to get criminal AF toilets. Furry toilet seat covers. <laughs> so just go to uh, criminalafpodcast.com. We have all the links there. Mail call. Mail call. Mail call. <laughs> now, prior to every episode, we send out an AMA on Instagram for a chance for you to ask a question to be answered on air. And today we have two of them. Now, the first is from Anna Marie 74, and she wants to know, what is your favorite English true crime story? Uh, mine's going to sound 
generic. Yeah, I, Jack the Ripper. Jack it's the got, Ripper. It's got it. I know. It's but Jack it, the Ripper. It, it, it is cool that he was never caught. Right. I mean, and this is just so many conspiracies around. I love a good conspiracy. So I'm gonna have to say Jack the Ripper. I know it wasn't exciting, but it is cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, there's so many. Now we're talking about conspiracy theories and everything like that. Now with Jack the Ripper, there, there's so many people that they've like put forward as as who he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? On top of it too, if you really think about it, this guy has to be even more insane. Raping prostitutes back in the fucking mid century, whatever it was. Like yeah. could you imagine the smells that are coming oh, out of that bed? Dude, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. That's it's it. a double whammy. You got dead bodies, blood, guts, and Ugh. the and the oh Ugh, vomit. We actually talked about this on a Discord. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, so get over there, guys, because yeah. trust me, the conversations oh, are flowing. Like, uh, Jay was like, he was talking about how, how not to get raped in prison. Yeah, just I know. Like, That's yeah. definitely a random AF question, yeah. for sure. <laughs> for sure. Because I, I have a strong, I have a full detailed ex- explanation on how I'm going to survive. Yeah. And I'm not smearing shit on myself. Well, that's what Jay said. Yep. Like, it's smart. Yeah. It's a smart way. It's a good way to go about it, but, well, but it's like well, people might fuck with you more, too. You could switch it. Right. But that's what I said. I mean, we're going to, you know, we're going back into medieval times where fucking smell didn't mean anything. You still had sex. So eventually people are going yeah, to get used to this fucking I feel like smell. at sex at that point, well, I mean, if you think about like, like Louis the Sixteenth and like all those guys, they, they, they showered twice. Yeah, we talked yeah, about yeah, this. No, they but I'm saying as, as much as like some people will say sex was just reproductive purposes and they, like it was more of a primal thing. Right, you know yeah, what I mean? It was yeah. it was more of a primal thing. But I don't believe that because there were still womanizers back in the day too. Like you know what I mean? Like it doesn't. Yeah, like Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, there no. <laughs> Hey, he's canceled, all right? He's canceled. You can't bring him up on this podcast. What? Pepe got canceled? Yeah, Pepe's no. canceled. Shut up. You didn't know that? No. Why? Dude, the woke the woke agenda got him. Because he's a womanizer? Yeah. He's a womanizer. You can't have kids running around smelling up girls' crotches like Pepe Le Pew. No? Yeah. <laughs> Swear to God, he's canceled. Pepe's canceled. To be fair, though, they did have a rapist on the Looney Tunes. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. She clearly was saying no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny too yeah. is the outrage when they canceled like like older TV shows and stuff like that. Yeah. But like nobody really got outraged about Pepe Le Pew because everybody deep down everybody knows that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, there wasn't like Facebook memes and yeah. and Fox News wasn't like well. Looney Tunes is going woke. Like, yeah. there was none of that because they knew damn well he was oh, a yeah, fucking yeah. rapist. Yeah. They were like, oh, okay, okay, we'll give you guys that one. We'll give you guys that one. The thing that cracks me up about Pepe Le Pew is that, like, you'd be sitting there watching, and he, as he's, like, trying to seduce all these women and stuff, you know, he has, like, the cartoon aroma, yeah. like, thing going. He would pass by, like, normal people, and they'd be like, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they'd fall over. Yeah, he still smells like fucking shit. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but uh, back to the question. I don't know how, yeah, we, got, yeah, I don't know how we got to Pepe Le Pew at this point. <laughs> this, is, this is how our brains work. <laughs> but yeah, I'm Jack the Ripper. It's got to be for All me. Right. Jack the Ripper. All right. Mine is going to be an episode that we actually did, and it's uh, John Christie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The monster of Rillington Place. That one's cool, though, because like at the end, he set, set up a special person. <laughs> like yeah. There's a whole wild story yeah. behind that one. Yeah, that's that's crazy. How he just like blatantly just fucking set this dude up. Yeah. Just so he can get his fucking rocks off with his with his wife, yeah. So I'm gonna go with the monster of Rillington Place, John Christie. Um, yeah, that's just a fucking tale and a half. Yeah, was going. On. I didn't even. Crazy. I never even knew about that story until we did that episode yeah. too. So it was it was a fun. Uh, well, I try it like so over here in America. Like when we hear of like serial killers like from overseas, whether it's uh, like over in Great Britain or Australia or something. They're pretty mainstream, like uh, Harold Shipman, yeah. uh, Ripper, that guy, the guy there, what's his name? Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, wait, where are you going? Fucking, uh, the Ripper guy. Going. So it's like, you know, you, you try to find people that are a little bit more obscure Yeah, it's hard, us, it's a lot I mean? harder for us to find, you know, those, the non-mainstream. Right. Uh, true crime stories from over the overseas. Overseas, right? Like us, like like I'm sure a lot of people in Australia had no clue what the Cheshire murders were. You know what I mean? Until we did the episode, exactly. So, yeah, you know we we're we're, we're and, trying to find the small ones. And the one we're going to be doing today, I mean, is actually another one from Britain. Oh over yeah, there, you know. But uh, yeah, so uh, we we try to find like the more obscure ones that you know the people in the United States haven't heard. But um, so when I came across the John Christie one, I was like, bro, this is fucking wild a dude got killed based on his testimony and fucking all that kind of shit yeah that's fucking nuts so yeah i'm gonna go with him so thank you very much anna and next is from g conway 22 asking 
if every single serial killer is stuck in a mall and they have to fight to the death to get out, who is the last one standing? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. That's a real good question. That might take some time, though, to really like think about. Battle Royale. Because I'm, I'm thinking, I instantly went mall. Okay, so we, we can use the, whatever's inside the stores. Yeah. You know what I mean? This isn't just a brawl right, by, right, right, by right. hands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Pure strength. If we were just brawling it out in the food court, yeah. you know what I mean? People jumping over the counties, at, uh, the ca- the counters at like Arby's and shit like yeah, that, sliding and, across. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sliding across. It's just a fucking brawl a in the machete. middle. I think, I think Kemper is gonna cut you. Know, he'll be one that comes out of there. Yeah. I think, uh, oh, you know, Bundy, all those My guys, they're Kemper. getting, yeah, they're getting washed out. Oh yeah, they're yeah. getting stomped out easy. Right. But Dahmer would hold his own too. He's a big dude. Um, yeah, you gotta think of like, cause D- like, yeah, I'm thinking like just sheer size. And the way, like, like I'm thinking, the uh, how do I say this without without getting I know canceled? You're, I know where you're going. I know like, where you're going. The, the guys who are going after men, the the, uh, the stranglers. No, yeah, well, yeah, the stranglers, but the just say it. Uh, the special strength. You're talking about autistic strength? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking like the strength where you just like, where it's not like normal human strength. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm, I'm just going to call it the super strength. The super strength. The super strength. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think Dahmer would have the super strength. Yeah. Because he's like totally, he's like two different people. When, yeah, plus, I mean, think about it. Like some of those guys were just chasing women. You know right. what I mean? They were they were manhandling women. Yeah. Dahmer was going after full, fully like, grown like dudes. Dudes. Yeah. Like, like that's right. a different type of. Uh, I mean, he would drug strength. them and everything. But nah, still. yeah, but there was still there's probably a lot harder to carry yeah. the bodies around do stuff right. like that um like i said kemper mm-hmm. um no can we michael ross too he's a that, michael ross, ross was, would, a, was a strong dude yeah it, 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 that would be interesting because you never yeah. know somebody might sneak up behind them it's a but if we're using right. the whole mall yeah and we can like outsmart mm-hmm. you know what I mean? like who, who would we go for smarts oh well, you we also gotta think about the combo killers too yeah yeah like the toolbox killers yeah, but the toolbox, they're like... Like, they're bitches, yeah. No. Yeah, they're but I'm, I'm, I'm telling I'm, you. No, I'm just saying it as an example. You know, you have, like, the combo. Oh, I got the perfect ones. Paul Bernardo and Carla Hamolka. <laughs> what, they're going to make it out alive? Yep. You're crazy. I'm telling you right now. Carla is going to seduce all the dudes over. She's like, come on, guys, come back no, here. No, no shot. And Paul's going to kill him. No? No, no way. <laughs> no way. Because he's going to... He, she's a liability. Yeah. He's gonna have to try to like. He's gonna be like looking over his shoulder, trying to protect her, right, and, and then yeah, he's yeah. gonna just get washed. Yeah, wow, we could, we could actually. No, like, that's what I'm saying. You could deep dive. This could be yeah. an hour topic to really decide who would end up I think, out, I think, out of I think the should, battle royale. Yeah, I think we should discuss this further on random AM. Yes, good question. Good question. This is a great question. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about this on random. Yeah, just AM. like without putting. Like, I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna do much, my homework yeah. here. Like, I'm, this, I'll be thinking about this for a couple of days, and right. I'm gonna, we're gonna come back to you with. But an I will answer, answer this just just to put a, give you an answer, an actual answer. I'm probably going to go with Kemper because he's six foot nine. He has that, I don't know, like that backwoods hillbilly, like, you know, strength where, you know, you can picture him picking up a log and just like, you know what I mean? I'm going to go with Kemper. Until Bundy comes out of Dick's Home Goods with some fucking golf clubs. <laughs> Kemper ain't doing shit. Bundy? Bundy's going to come out with some golf clubs from Dick's. Bundy's worried about that fucking unibrow he's got going on there. That's. <laughs> Ramirez might be a little slimy bastard too. Ooh, to like, Ramirez, he would yeah. be like in and out of the, like the fucking duckwork and shit like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't know where he is. He just waits. Yeah, but you can smell him though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can smell him. You fucking see the yellow glow from his teeth on the top of the. <laughs> <laughs> You're like walking through one of the stores and a tooth drops out yeah, of the vent. You're like, fuck, fuck, his teeth have fallen out. Right? Oh, it's fuck. Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, these are great questions by both. Uh, yeah, so thank you so much. But again, keep an eye out for uh, on our IG to send in your questions. And uh, Criminal AF will be back after this quick break. Garrett, go on a trip. Where you want to go? Well, I want to go to Florida, baby. Yeah. Drunk man causes chaos after breaking into Naples Police Department. He broke. He broke into the police department. There we go, Naples, Florida. Okay. Wow, that's a. All right. First off, too, I'm looking at the police department. Yeah. Is there Naples is money? Is that an is that an expensive community in Florida? Uh, they, yeah, I think so. That's inter- This police department looks like a, a fucking museum. They so. have a spring training there, don't they? Uh, it probably. Yeah, but they have it. In, they have one in Lakeland, Florida too. And Lakeland is 
Is what, Garrett? Is what, Garrett? What are we ding, 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 ding. Joseph Moulton, 36, jumped the fence of the south parking lot and went inside an unlocked police cruiser, where he sat for a few minutes until he saw people coming outside. This is a 24-hour operation, right? I, I'm, I'm sure he hung, like, I, this was, it seems planned, but it seems crazy, too, yeah. at the same time. Okay, go ahead. Moulton hid in the bushes and then took action once the coast was clear. According to the police report, Moulton used the nozzle of a water hose and shoved <laughs> I can, it. I can hear, like, the, the I Spy music playing the record. <laughs> He's, he's like Paul Blart. He stops in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking spotlight goes by him. Yeah, yeah. I'm a tree. <laughs> According to police report, Moulton used the nozzle of a water hose and shoved it underneath the west door before turning the water on, causing at least an inch of flood damage. So now we're vandalizing oh, okay. the police. So he went on like a whole like mission. Yeah, he was. He he's, had a vendetta against the police. He's like, I'm going to go hang out in the, in the car just to say that I did it. Yep. And, he's and then he was like, like well, let me flood the police station. Yeah. All right. Moulton explored his way to the men's locker room and made himself at home by taking a shower and helping himself to some clothing. Bill Tyndall. Police clothing. Or or regular clothing. He just says, help himself to some clothing. Hmm. Bill uh, Tyndall, who was a Naples resident, said Moulton was a very ballsy guy for causing trouble inside a police station. Moulton took a uniform. (laughs) Moulton took a a uniform, shirt, pants, cap, and a bulletproof vest, all worth over $900. The police report also described that he defecated on the woman's bathroom floor and dumped a police radio in the toilet. (laughs) What? What are they doing? How are they? Like, are they sleeping? I didn't know it was so easy to break into a police department. Does the Epstein Epstein fucking guards work there? Yeah, yeah. They just fell asleep. (laughs) They fucking snoozing? I mean, you're a (laughs) guy. No, we can't. (laughs) So he fucking jumps a fence. He jumps in. He sits in a car for a fucking however. Turns on a water hose. Floods the floods the station. Steals a uniform, (laughs) pants, cap, and a bulletproof vest. Takes a shit. Takes a shit on the woman's bathroom floor and then dumped a police radio in the fucking toilet. It wasn't until Moulton made his way to the nearest 7-Eleven the police became aware of Moulton's actions. He got out. It's almost like Holy he, he wanted to get caught, and then he was just sitting there in the fight. After he shit on the, the floor, he's like, well, I, uh, I guess I'm... I don't know. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm out of ideas. He probably waved to the dispatcher window. You know how when you go to police, yes. like, there's like, yeah, yeah, he probably yeah, waved yeah. at the fucking window on his way out. <laughs> Fresh shower, freshly showered. He's like, oh, I ran out of ideas, so I'm going to head over to the 7-Eleven. One employee called the police after finding Moulton suspicious and believed he was under the influence. A 7-Eleven employee called the police. Naples police were able to locate Moulton and arrested him. During his interview, he admitted to being under the influence and not recalling what he did. Of what? Alcohol? Under the influence. Moulton is being charged with grand theft and two counts of bur- burglary. Naples p- police are not commenting at the moment as if they further their <laughs> no, investigation. They're not going to be like, comment. this guy was shitting in our fucking yeah. women's bathroom. <laughs> like, we just want to forget this whole fucking thing. Crazy. I'm just Crazy. Saying, okay, now you're fucking you. That, that's actually impressive. You got that's, your fucking police gear, right? After yeah. you just flooded the fucking basement. You got, you got your fucking police uniform that you just stole. You got your fucking body armor, you know, fucking decked yeah. out. And you're just going to drop trow. And take a shit. And just take a shit. The best part about this is if he would have just gotten a car, cop car, fully dressed, and then drove around and pulled people over, too, it would have oh, been, been, been the yeah. icing on the cake. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. And then he could have fucking defecated... <laughs> Dude, imagine that dressing up, getting in the car, and there's pulling people pulling over, fun. and then and like wait, they please step out of the vehicle, please, and then just shit, and then just drop no, trow and fucking get shit on the hood of the car and take a shit on the fucking hood of the car. <laughs> you know how confused be? Oh my god, the, oh, the, yeah. the, just to be a fly on the wall, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the person in the car, like yeah. what is going on? What are they doing? <laughs> Do you know why I pulled you over? <laughs> <laughs> I would I would instantly think it was like a prank show. I'd be like, "Where's the cameras? Yeah, yeah. Where's the cameras?" Yeah, that's crazy. I, I'm just I was very impressed by the story because I was like, "How the fuck did this guy get away with this much stuff?" Yeah, I mean, in in in, in an actual police station. Yeah, that's, he was in the lo- he made it to the locker room. That's yeah. That's is funny. it that easy? In their yeah, in their in their locker room, taking their shit. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, I'm, crazy. I'm surprised you didn't fucking get, like, weapons and shit. That's fucking nuts. This is actually more, like, usually the Florida men are, the Florida man stories are sad. This yeah. is actually very impressive. I, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. This is impressive. Nobody was hurt. Nobody yeah. was hurt. It's all in good fun. Yeah. He just, he he just wanted to take a shit. Take fucking, a shit, yeah. yeah. He was, I think he was, I, maybe he wanted to get caught. I don't know. Who knows? 
I know he's like trying to get caught. Yeah, yeah, and they just know. He's that's, just like, that's an SNL skit, to be yeah, honest. Like, yeah. you go into a police department and yeah. do everything wrong to try to get in, in front of the camera. And they're just, they're You're out like, cold, they're sleeping. Yeah. Hello! Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Oh, man. All right. So, this episode is going to be. I mean, sex with dead bodies in general—it's it's, it's yeah, rough. Yeah. It's so, like I said earlier, you know, he he. he I mean, I mean, the sex isn't rough, but <laughs> well, it could be rough. You never know how he likes it. Cold and he he, he could be going <laughs> balls deep on this. You know, you just never know. I don't oh, know. Dave. You know who would know? The people that saw the five hundred plus videos that he fucking recorded of himself raping these fucking dead women. Some, I, know, I feel like the psyche of somebody who has sex with dead bodies, they like calm. Do you know what I mean? They like what? They like calm. Like oh, calm. Like they I like see, calm. Calm. Okay. What do you say? What do you, you think say I said? Calm. No, no, not calm. Not calm. <laughs> calm. They like calm. Calm. Like, yeah. Like they don't like the nagging. You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't like the nagging. Like, yeah, no, like, they, like, they Kemp, take, like they when t- we talk about Kemp, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, they, like, they take their like, time. Oh, fucking thirty seconds. Maybe they might throw up a little. Little finger right on her lips, on the lips, on, the yeah. blue, on their blue lips, <laughs> on their rigor mortis lips. Oh, <laughs> oh that's fucking nasty. So yeah, without further ado, we're just gonna jump right into it. Just chapter one. Eight hundred eighteen thousand fifty-one photos and five hundred four videos. Nearly one million images that this man, David Fuller, had of himself and his deceased victims. One would be hard-pressed to find parents that have over 800,000 photos of their own children. This man had the audacity to keep the images of the corpses he raped, mementos of these women he had used. For 30 years, he kept these images and videos without them or him being found. Some of these images were kept on a hard drive they had taped to the back of a bureau inside of a closet in his home. Keeping items or photos of the victims is a common occurrence with murderers, rapists, and apparently necrophiliacs. This was a large amount of evidence to be found. He kept the victims' identity bracelets and mortuary log entries. He recorded their names and searched for information about them on social media. With psychopathic precision, he kept files on those he violated in an upstairs office at his home, in which he guarded with CCTV. The police had to sift through millions of pictures on Fuller's computers and hard drives, and they still have yet to identify all of the victims. This man blended in with society, and nobody suspected anything for almost 35 years. He was a family man, married three times with four children. He appeared to be the doting husband and father. He was an avid bird watcher and photographer, and part of the West Kent Cycle Touring Club, in which members have said that he was a good-humored and keen cyclist before back problems affected his favorite hobby. The victims were already deceased before he visited them, and did God knows what with their bodies. All except two. He was convicted of actually killing two women. Wendy Nell, age 25, and Carolyn Pierce, age 20. These women were also abused after their death by Fuller. Fuller killed Nell and Pierce in 1987 and was just recently convicted for those crimes in 2021. He worked as an electrical maintenance man at Kent and Sussex Hospital from 1989 until it closed in September of 2011. He was then transferred to Tunbridge Wells Hospital at Pembury, where he worked and did his dirty deeds until he was arrested in 2020. So he was potentially raping these dead bodies since 1989. That's 31 years of secretly having relations with these corpses. How does one not get caught in all of that time? It's incredible to think that so many women were abused by this man and he felt comfortable enough to film and photograph these women and himself. Fuller admitted that one of his victims was as young as nine years old. He also admitted to being with two 16-year-old girls, and he had also victimized a 100-year-old woman. 
This man had no boundaries, but he did have a type. Cold and dead. 818,051 photos, 504 videos, 31 years of access by working in hospitals, two murders, 101 bodies he admitted to violating, life in prison. So 818,051 images and 504 videos. Now, you know, we, we talked about it. Can you name one parent that has over 800,000 pictures of their own kids? I, I'm sure there's a couple out there, but not many. No, not many. And this dude is just like... Just fucking going to town. The poor, the poor uh, investigator that had to sit through and watch... All that, all the video, all, you know, because they have to do it. They gotta, you know, they yeah, I know. go through. I know. Oh, oh, what a shitty job! Just and there's just a guy banging a dead body too. Oh yeah. man. I, yeah, some of them, uh, the youngest was nine years old. Oh, and the oldest. You the, just made it real, dude. The oldest, the oldest was a hundred. So ew. He did not have a type. He did not have a and type. And they're morgue bodies too. Right. Yeah. Oh, so they've been like. So he did this for over thirty years. All right. Not, we haven't even gotten into the two that he actually yeah. killed. Do you think maybe uh, if his back never started hurting him and he could still ride his bike, he would he wouldn't have went down this dark path? Or so it makes you think. You know, all all, the, all these photos and because this is like pre like hard drive, thumb drive shit. You yeah, know what US, I mean? USBs. USBs. So I'm thinking eight hundred thousand Polaroids. You know, because those are instant, instant. You know, and it spits out. Yeah. Like a family photo book right. full of yeah, just like and like actual VHS tapes, VHS tapes, <laughs> fucking alpha, alphabet, uh, what the alphabet, alpha, 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 Oh man, that was great! And you make fun of me for affidavit. So, and then he's got this shit like under fucking camera, under lock key camera, fucking four knocks up there, dude. Yeah, those are his lovers. He's like, do not touch my VHS tape. Do not imagine he goes in and (laughs) I don't know if you will understand this, but people my age, you know, in in their forties, will understand this. You go to pop in, you know, it's like labeled like. Sally Mae or something like that. You got to put it in. Sally Mae's fifth birthday. Yeah, <laughs> somebody recorded like fucking. What you're like saying? There's ten minutes of Sally Mae's birthday, and then it just switches, switches hard, to switches like, to him, <laughs> just in a morgue. Just shh, shh. I'm gonna take care of you today. Slapping dude. cheeks in the oh, morgue. Oh no! <laughs> Pop. Make that ass bounce. Oh, some formaldehyde <laughs> fucking comes out of it too. Oh, oh. <laughs> all right, all right, oh. all right. Keep going, keep going. Oh. So just to piggyback on, on like having all this media in a, in a locked fucking room under under surveillance, he's married three times during this these thirty thirty five years or whatever. He has four children. You know, like what do you say to your kid? That's daddy's room. Don't go in daddy's room. Yeah. You know, do you have a room like that? You tell the kids not to go into. Right. Yeah. My office. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I this don't. This is daddy. This is mommy and daddy's special. Oh, I, so you know what's funny? In. I was gonna. I was. You know, I was gonna try swing to hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> I was gonna try to play the other side of that, and now that I think about it, I knew everything that was in my parents' house. Like I would snoop through everything. Mm. I should. I even found their fucking sex toys, which creeped me right out. Wait, their sex toys yes, or your dude. mom's? No, like well, your dad, no, your dad no. had some too. Their sex toys. What? Yeah, dude, and that fucked my childhood yeah, the fucking up. Fucking cock ring with the fucking yeah, a whole bunch of weird shit. I don't even want to talk about it. It's fucking stressing me out. <laughs> no, no, no. Give me, give me one dad sex toy that you found. That you found on your phone. It was like a prostate massager. No. <laughs> it's like a fucking. <laughs> Your father? Yes. <laughs> so, like I'm saying, as a kid, as a 10-year-old boy, you just, you go, you snoop, right? You snoop through yes. shit. Remember I found, like, knives and stuff like that? I'm like, oh, that's oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just, and then, I, then I found the black bag, the, the murdered-out <laughs> bag that you can't see through, and I was like, yeah. oh, no! <laughs> Never Look, was mommy, a, I got a lightsaber. No, and I was, I wasn't, I, I was old enough to know what it was, what that shit was. I wish I wasn't old enough to. I wish I went up there like, oh, I got a lightsaber. Yeah, but, I mean, just like every other serial killer, too, like, like when you, you talk about Raider, like, that situation, like, with his little box. 
they all like yeah. their little mementos. Don't touch the box. That's what I mean. They, yeah. That's you should be your as a wife or a family, like anybody in a family or a wife. If they, if your dad has something sealed off that we're not allowed to touch or see or look at her, right? That's a big red flag in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, you're definitely looking at it. Unless you're on camera. That's true. Yeah, how do you get past that? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It is. I, I, You'd have to climb outside. You have to like put a ladder up and get through out the outside window. Yeah, yeah. Take a picture of the room, hold it up to the camera. Yeah. So I had like I had three brothers growing up, so we'd all be like standing on each other's shoulders. Be like, do, 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 do. Yeah. oh, I got to the window. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, you're definitely right. You're definitely right about that. I, I think. How do you hide daddy's office? Get stay out of there. Yeah. From your wife too at that point. Eight hundred you know, like like I don't think anybody's like like I, I can't put my mind around this. Yeah, that's not eight hundred thousand photos. That's not a small filing cabinet. No. That's like an entire fucking room. Yeah, that's a collection. And five hundred VHS tapes. Like you actually have to build an addition to your fucking house. So now we'll, we'll we'll start going into the women that he actually had a hand in murdering here in chapter two. Wendy Nell was one of the women Fuller murdered. She was beaten and strangled and sexually assaulted after her death. Wendy's parents were given a bottle of champagne by a well-meaning friend back in 1987 when they finally caught Wendy's killer. That bottle of champagne was thrown out a few years later out of frustration. Wendy's mother stated that she and her husband didn't want to die before knowing who did this to their daughter. Sadly, Bill Nell, Wendy's father, died from cancer in 2017. Wendy's mother, Pamela, was a frail woman in her 80s when she got her day in court. That's when David Fuller finally admitted to murdering and assaulting her daughter. Wendy and 20-year-old Carolyn Pierce were both similar in the fact that Fuller killed them and then sexually assaulted them after death. Carolyn was dumped in a field that Fuller passed by on his bike just weeks before, along with other members of his cycling club. Both women lived alone in ground floor apartments, just a mile apart in Tunbridge Wells, Kent. Their deaths were dubbed the Bedsit Murders and became one of UK's longest double homicide cases. In 1973, Fuller pleaded guilty to three burglaries at Portsmouth's Crown Court and asked for 23 similar offenses to be taken into consideration. When stalking his murder victims, he used the same criminal techniques he had used as a burglar. At around the same time of the killings, there were reports of a prowler looking into the windows of ground floor flats. Wendy was a store manager at Super Snaps in the town center. On the evening that she died, Monday, June 22nd, she left work at 5.30 p.m. and after doing laundry at the laundromat, went to her boyfriend Ian Plass's house. She was there until 11 p.m. when Plass gave her a ride home on his motorcycle and they said goodbye on her doorstep. The next day, when she didn't show up at work, her co-workers called Ian to see if she was with him. She, of course, was not. Ian went to Wendy's apartment and found her laying on the bed, naked, bloodied, and battered. Detectives believed Wendy's killer had been lying in wait for hours. Her killer took her diary and her keys, and these items have never been found. Ian Plass has since passed away, but in a witness statement that he had given to police, he described the horror of finding his girlfriend's body. Quote, I recall there was blood everywhere. I could see Wendy's head sticking out from the top of the duvet. The rest of her body was covered. I moved closer and stroked her hair first. I pulled the duvet just back to her shoulders. She was lying on her left side and facing the wall. Carolyn Pierce was killed on Tuesday, November 24th, 1987. She was a manager at Buster Brown's, a burger restaurant in Tunbridge. 
On the night of her death, she went out with friends and took a taxi back to her apartment in Grosvenor Road. The next day, she didn't show up for work. Her co-workers called the authorities, and three weeks later, her body was found 40 miles away in a water-filled drainage ditch near Romney Marsh, naked, apart from the black tights she had been wearing. Like Wendy, she had been battered, strangled, and raped. The sweater and skirt she had been wearing were never recovered, nor were her keys, which were missing from her handbag. Fuller may never have been caught if it wasn't for scientific advances. From the moment a Fuller family member was arrested and a DNA sample added to the national database, the clock was ticking. It was only a matter of time before David Fuller's secret would be exposed. During a cold case review of Wendy and Carolyn's murders, the DNA was found to be a close match to that of the killer of both women. After Fuller was arrested, he said he had no knowledge of the case, but his DNA was an exact match. Eventually, Fuller admitted to killing both Wendy and Carolyn, but claiming he was of abnormal mind at the time, he refused to plead guilty to murder. He blamed his obsession with having sex with corpses on a trauma he had suffered when he was four years old but there was plenty of evidence to suggest that he was capable of normal relationships with women. One former lover described him as a normal and loving man. Criminal AF will be back after this quick break. So I'm going to throw this out there right off the bat is that so Fuller, he murdered two women, Wendy Nell and Carolyn Pierce. We've, we've mentioned this before in another episode. So the two women that he killed, he sexually assaulted them post-mortem. And he had sex with over 100 dead women. But yet, he was able to have four children with three living women. So it makes you think, like we talked about before, you know, like... Am I, like, not good enough to be... Am I not dead funny? enough for right. you? Right. I mean, do you not picture me fucking having sex with me dead? Or, like... You know, he probably does. Yeah, but I mean, like, like how, how do they how do they decipher whether I'm going to ha- actually have be married to you and, like, live a normal life with you? I'm, I'm sure then, it wasn't And then look normal. at somebody else and be like, yeah, I'm fucking killing you and having sex with your dead body. You I'm know what I mean? Sh- I'm sure it's not normal. I'm sure their relationship's not normal. I, well, I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm not saying. I mean, obviously, he was married three times, so it's not yeah. like a healthy fucking marriage. But yeah, like the, the, like these people have long term fucking marriages and relationships, and while they're like murdering fucking and having sex with fucking dead bodies and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I God, and this is where like the whole psychology thing comes in. Like I really like that interests yeah. the fuck on me. Like why? Why do you choose this one to fucking kill and have sex with and this one to have a child with? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. It's very interesting that he didn't um, kind of claim the second murder. Yeah. He that's said, odd. I, 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 hadn't, I, didn't, I don't recall that when the, the DNA mm. put him right there. Exact killer. How do you not recall that? Yeah. Especially the old, having, you know, committed so many horrendous crimes over the years. You would remember the two personal ones, like the two murders. Sure. Yeah. It's not like another. It's not like giving you. Uh, do you remember this this name of a, a this, this deceased person that you were right. sleeping with in the morgue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this was somebody you actually killed. There's no way. He There's yeah. I mean that that would be something that would that would stick with you, especially you know if you if you've only killed two people. Yeah. You would 100 percent remember. You also, also too, you never know if something went down that day that where he wants to forget it. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. you can never put yourself in the killer's mindset, killing somebody, the interactions, what she says to you that could get in your head. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of things in the moment that might put you off towards a crime. So maybe he's, maybe this was like a self-defense thing for him where he was like, I don't remember it. Yeah. No, I don't know. Don't know what you're talking about. It's, it's, you, you never yeah, know. You yeah. never know. And uh, I, 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 I hear you. It is, it is strange, though. Like, why would you not admit? Yeah, you already admitted to so much. Yeah. You're going You're going away. Right. 
and it's kind of like you know like with other people too is there's very few that will come out and like admit to every single one you know what i mean yeah it's like bundy bundy uh he admit you know there was like 36 but I, it could have been like over 100 yeah for sure and he's like nope i'm not talking about it why you're you know what i mean whether you get convicted of one or you get convicted of a hundred, it uh, what's the difference? You know what I mean? You're you're fucking going away for, for the rest of your life. But then there's some guys who will be in jail doing interviews, and they'll tell you each person's name, and they'll remember exactly. They'll remember the entire encounter, yeah. and they've killed over twenty. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's there's something very personal, and you can't tell me you don't remember. Right. You know what I mean? You're taking somebody's life very personal. I do sympathize with with uh, Wendy's boyfriend though. What was his name? Ian Plass. What episode did I mention this on? Did I mention this, mention this on Johnny Watt or did I mention it in Random AF where uh, my girlfriend had gotten killed in a car accident and like, I was like rubbing her head? Oh, I don't remember. It was one of them. I don't you, think it was Random AF. No. But anyways, I can sympathize with him because when he found her, you know, Wendy's body, you know, her head was sticking out of the duvet and he said one of the first things he did was like stroke her hair. You know what I mean? It just seems to be like... And the sad part about that too is he's going to be the first person that the police look at oh yeah so it's like now, not only did you just have this traumatic experience now yeah. the police are at your door like well where were you yeah. what why do you, you have do? blood yeah. on your yeah. hands why is there blood on your hands yeah. you touched the body yeah you stroke her you stroke her hair like and, okay ugh. yeah thank god for dna like in in current times like right yeah jesus thanks god like thank you for the national uh database yeah well i mean with, with that's, the, that's why i i always say i mean i've said on this podcast before i don't think there will ever be another prolific serial killer i don't think there will be it's it's too easy to track people it the dna comes back too fast it like, depends on how you do it oh mass murders that's the only way that you can get or school shooters like where you can rack up numbers that bundy and like the no, big guys put up you can you can do it you can do it for a while. They're gonna get you. No, nah, I mean, eventually, I'm sure. But you, you have to do it where technology doesn't play a part. You know what I mean? Like if I really, if I wanted to go on like a serial killer spree, like go, I go on, tell us how you're gonna I, kill I, a whole bunch of people, Dave. I'm just saying you could. No, no, I, I like it. Go. You could. You and and the best way to do it is either become a transient, uh, a, ho- a hobo. Uh, what do you call it? the the train hoppers? Mm-hmm. Become a train hopper. Um, uh, cross country uh, uh, track track to trailer driver. You know things where you're not in one spot for too long, and rather than, be, than being up close and personal, where you're stabbing them or strang- strangling them or anywhere where there could be some transfer of DNA, you just fucking shoot them. Yeah, you know what I mean. But, like but I a could lot be, of these, I could a be, lot of these guys, the knife is the thing for them. No, I get it, I get it. But if if I just want to go out and go on a killing spree for months if not years on end you just you you become a transient you become a train hopper you become whatever where you're crossing state lines you're crossing county lines you're crossing town lines where and you're just like picking people off here and there you just go on you just keep going for years you know what I mean not saying that I've done it before I'm just saying (laughs) if you want to get away with it I love how you just gave a detailed like hey listen if you want to kill a lot of people That's funny. Well, I mean, even even in Connecticut, like let, let's say, well, Connecticut doesn't have have counties anymore. Uh, it's bas- everything's basically run by towns or or state police. But anytime there's a murder, state police gets involved. But if you go in like down south or, or like out west, where where they actually have counties, you commit a murder in one county and then commit another murder in another county. By the time they make all the connections, put two and two together, you're already like fucking five six states away. Yeah, you know what I mean? I I, I can see it. I can see where your 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 thought is. I I just I will say again, not that I have done that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a. a okay, I'm, a, I'm fucking with you. A present. I'm trying to think of a present like Samuel Little, 93 victims. He did the same thing. He bounced from state to state to state to state to state. Yeah, you're right. Uh, there was another one. Uh, the I fucking something killer. It's like the interstate that goes through like six or seven states. Oh, in the middle of the fucking, in the middle of the fucking country. Yeah. And they just find like dead bodies like along this fucking highway. I forget, I forget the name of it, but how, okay. How how do we get here? It almost I don't yeah. Oh, I don't even remember. Oh. I, it almost sounds not. Oh, DNA. Yeah, DNA, yeah the, there see. will never be another pro, uh, prolific serial killer. Now, the the interesting thing with with it, the, almost, with this it case, almost doesn't feel scary to me though. What? 
Like, if somebody said somebody's running around, crazy guys running around shooting people from afar, it doesn't have that same prolific serial killer-esque right. no, no, abducting I got you. women, yeah, 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 torturing. Yeah. I got you. you. Know what I mean? I'm, I'm just saying. No, if, no, I'm if, with you. If you want to do it, you. we're continuing amount of time. That, that's yeah. when, I, when I think of prolific the serial right. killers, I think of, yeah. you know, the stalking. Rape, the, murder. Yes. Fucking, yeah. You're just running around shooting people. That's not even... Right, that's like the DC sniper. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But uh, the whole thing with it, with this case though, with the DNA is like, because DNA actually started becoming like prevalent in the early '90s. Even in, in this situation, uh, DNA in its, you know, the way we think of it, uh, wouldn't have helped in this case because his DNA was never in a database. Yeah, you know, it's what we 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 a lot of people do now is the 23andme 23andme uh ancestry.com those genealogy sites where you have a familial uh relation to the, to the DNA and this is like 2019 2021 20, it's like how our you know our boy in Idaho got caught right yeah yeah exactly now oh they're actually saying that there's bodies in fucking Pennsylvania that they're connecting them connecting to connecting to yeah or trying to it's getting bigger it's getting yeah getting unzipped now. It's fucking crazy. So who was David Fuller? Well, let's go into chapter three and learn a little bit about Mr. Fuller. Fuller left school at the age of 16 and became an apprentice electrician with the Ministry of Defense of Portsmouth. He married his first wife, Jillian, in 1972, and they had three children. He claimed in court that the relationship had ended because she had an affair. He then moved to Tunbridge in Kent and met Sally. Sally and David married in 1982, and Fuller described their 17-year marriage as long-lasting, in-depth, and nice. He said the marriage broke down when she left him for a member of his cycling club. He met his last wife, Mala, while working as an electrician at Kent and Sussex Hospital. They married in Barbados in 1999 and had a son together. In later police interviews, he claimed their relationship was pretty perfect. His wife was seen sobbing in the public gallery during a hearing. It is believed that she learned about the extent of her husband's crimes only that morning. While in custody, Fuller was seen as a pathetic figure. He sat with his head bowed as officers questioned him about his necrophilia. When answered, he spoke in a quiet voice after lengthy pauses. It became clear that he couldn't bear to describe what he had done. I am admitting the offenses, but I don't really want to go into the detail. Fuller's victims included nurses, teachers, a pilot, a skier, a war veteran, wives and mothers who had nurtured their families. Many were still wearing defibrillators and catheters at the time full of abuse their bodies. Among those was a 92-year-old World War II hero. Her daughter said he has done the most heinous crimes, something our family must live with daily. David Fuller needs to be in the public eye for the true extent of his offending. He needs to appreciate the scale of what he has done. A father said he could not put into words how disturbing it was to find out what happened to his daughter at Fuller's hands. The brother of another victim said, He has caused complete and utter devastation. David Fuller has tainted every single memory I have of my sister. All I can think of is what he did to my sister when she was supposed to be resting. Justice Chima Grubb, the presiding judge in Fuller's case, said, You violated the bodies of all these women while many were still wearing medical equipment from treatment they had received from doctors trying to save their lives, such as catheters and defibrillator pads. The women you abused were women who lived fulfilling lives. They were the best. One had flown a propeller plane across Iceland. One was a talented skier, and one worked at Bletchley Park during World War II. A number had long marriages. Some had long careers such as teaching and nursing. All had families they nurtured and loved. Some spent their last years in pain, but kept their dignity until you took it from them. Fuller sat expressionless during these statements, only speaking to confirm his name. 
One man shouted, Scum! from the public gallery. Justice Chima Grubb added Fuller had sought out a hospital position to avoid the same publicity as when he killed two women. She said, You obtain a position of maintenance supervisor. I have no doubt you are wary of the risk of continuing to commit sexual offenses given the alertness in the area after the bedset murders. These roles give you access to areas ordinarily out of bound of the public. Once inside, hidden from CCTV surveillance, you are free to systematically and relentlessly abuse the bodies of at least 100 women and girls. Some were abused shortly after they had died. Once you had captured the sexual abuse for your own pleasure, you reviewed the images and made stills from the videos. One hard drive alone contained 800,000 images and 804 videos. 2,500 floppy disks and 35 mobile phones were found. The judge went on. I have seen no indication of genuine remorse. Just hollow regret that you are now under public scrutiny. Judge Grubb ordered the destruction of the images and videos Fuller took. She added, You spent years living a lie, the facade of a mild and ordinary life, while in seclusion you committed revolting and outrageous acts of the deepest darkness. You have a family who you deceived over all those years. The depravity of what you did to those you killed and those you defiled after death reveals that your conscience is seared. It is almost impossible to believe that a single man can cause the misery to so many that you have done. But you did it, and in consequence, you are paying the price that human justice can't exact the rest of your moral life in prison. Fuller was still working for the NHS Trust when arrested on December 3, 2020, and had access to all areas in both hospitals via a swipeable identity card. He had been employed by Maidstone and Tunbridge Wells NHS Trust since 1989 and would wait for the mortuary staff to finish their shifts before assessing fridges where the bodies were stored. In early of 2022, he admitted to a further 16 charges of assault by penetration and possession of extreme pornography. They relate to the 23 remaining victims, all of whom were dead adult women. 13 have been identified while 10 remain nameless. The identified women were aged between the ages of 45 and 92. Some were removed from the gurney and placed on the floor, and one was positioned on a chair before the sexual abuse. Some were offended again on multiple days as they waited for postmortems. Prosecutor Michael Bisgrove stated, A systematic digital library of fullest crimes was discovered in his home office. One folder was titled Necrolord, while another was titled Deadly, with another folder titled Deadliest, and yet another titled Best Yet. Fuller stored multiple videos and still images of each victim, and manipulated videos to produce still images, where he changed the coloring or removed scars. He used the mortuary logbook, which had names and images of the deceased, to create his file structure. Fuller had made regular Google searches of topics such as rape, torture, and death. His defense lawyer, Catherine Donnelly, said, It is accepted and understood that profound and untold harm has been caused to a significant number of people. I advance no mitigation, as it is understood that there isn't any. In impact statements read to the court, the victim's family member said his crimes had blighted their memories of their loved ones and taken them back to their grief. They were informed of the crimes at the end of 2021, for some more than a decade after their loved one's deaths. Detectives only realized the true extent of his crimes when they uncovered what was described by prosecutor Duncan Atkinson as a library of unimaginable sexual depravity concealed in a closet in his home. Also found on the hard drives in Fuller's home were a staggering four million indecent images of children mostly downloaded from the internet. Mostly. The depraved killer was subsequently sentenced to life imprisonment with no possibility of parole. At the time of his sentencing, 
81 of the mortuary victims had been identified. However, due to difficulties in identifying all the corpses he abused, and fearing there may have been hundreds of others going back to when Fuller's hospital employment record began, Kent police set up a call center at the conclusion of the trial to deal with any public concerns. The government also announced an independent public inquiry would be held. Following Fuller's conviction, the Kent and Essex Serious Crime Division were able to identify a total of 101 victims. The latest charges are connected to the 23 remaining victims, all deceased adult females whose corpses were abused between 2007 and 2020. An extensive and complex identification process led officers to formally identify 13 of the 23 further victims. Because the authorities could not identify the remaining victims, they wanted the charges to reflect justice for the families and women who were not identified. What a sick and depraved man who led a somewhat normal life. The hard-working husband and father, a man who held the same job for 30 years, unsuspecting average human who had a dark secret and was not what anyone had suspected. His family is also a victim of his crimes. They did not know that their husband and father was sick. They were shocked and appalled to find out the truth about him. There is no telling how many more women he would have abused if he wasn't caught. He could have gone on until his death. His secret brought to his grave. So there's one quote in this story that kind of like stands true to how I view like serial killers and murders and, and, and whatnot is that like you really need to put these people in the public eye for the true extent of what they're offending means and the scale of what they have done. You know what I mean? So that that's why like as gruesome as it is, I find it like absolutely fascinating like crime scene photos. Like, I, I've said this before, like, you can talk about somebody being stabbed 52 times. You can talk about somebody being, you know, had, have their head bludgeoned. You can, you know, you can talk about uh, somebody being, uh, you know, strangled. What does that look like? Yeah. To get a true understanding of how horrific these crimes are, you have to see the whole picture. You can't just hear the story. You can't just hear somebody talking about it. You can't just read about it. Like, you have to visualize. You have to see like how awful this is. I've already looked to see if there's any fucking videos or pictures. No, 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 no. Uh, something really cool that just recently happened. It was about the teen in Florida who stabbed his girlfriend 114 times. Oh, I seen it. It was, yeah, it was yeah. a young kid, but it, I saw I saw a TikTok of her sister mm. on the on the stand, and all she did was bring up a jar of marbles and throw 114 marbles in there in the jar and pinged them off the jar like ping ping because she wanted everybody to know how many times 114 was and when you were listening to each marble yeah. hit it made it real and yeah. I, it was such a great testimony right. from her sister just to be like you guys he's a fucking animal yeah and that's that's when you, you just said that it just mm -hmm. brought my it brought me back to that uh her testimony yeah and, that, and that's perfect you know 114 times 114 it sounds times. crazy sounds but you don't really you don't know yeah how many how many times you've been stabbed right and how long yeah how long it takes yeah for someone to be stabbed 114 times so maybe there were hard drives but he probably did all this at when technology caught up but i told you he went he went to walmart and he said hey can yeah. you guys transfer yeah. my uh family can albums to the hard drive now you know, yeah now you can do that like by yourself but eight hundred thousand images 804 videos all on 2500 floppy, floppy disks. disks and 35 mobile phones well i mean 2500 floppy disks isn't a lot of storage in the grand scheme of things no but the for a couple of like hot like an, some some pictures will fill up a floppy disk pretty fast yeah but now put it in the context of uh, how much space 804 videos is crazy and to, and to go back to what you were saying before, how he didn't like uh, willingly admit to the second murder, but yet he's willingly admitting to everything else. Yeah. You know? It's strange. Something, I, I feel like something went wrong. You know, you're like, we'll never know. Right, right, we'll right. never know, like, yeah. those inner, I mean, that goes for everybody. We'll never know those inner, that inner, per, like, connection that he has with that victim. Yeah. In the last moments of her life. Yeah. Because you could, I, you, you got to be able to say something to, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, they're still humans. 
Do you have to, you be. have to be able to throw something out that do you're you're going to be pleading for your life. Mm. You're going to be doing something. It ha- you got to make it personal in some ways. And I, I that's why I've, I have it. It's that's bull, complete bullshit. He had something, something he he took something from that day, and he held on to it. Well, they were saying that like when uh, her body was found next to uh, along along one of the cycling paths that they would him and his, his cycling group would 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 travel. You know. But he had, he had he had all of his videos and and stuff like labeled, like one folder was was like Necro Lord, I, I think we're gonna call that this this is the episode Necro Lord. Necro Lord. <laughs> episode. It sounds like a yeah. It sounds like a porn movie. Imagine calling yourself I'm the Necro Lord. Tried to sell yeah. He tried to give himself a nickname. <laughs> right. But he had like all these folders like like deadly deadliest like what what does that mean? And then there was like. Uh, uh, another one titled "The Best Yet." Like what? Strange. Like I want to know what's on these like like videos. Like how do you determine like this one's deadly? This one's the deadliest. This one's the best yet. You know what I mean? Like who made the best yet video? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Who was on it? Well, I bet you the deadliest was the older, the older, the older ones. Yeah, the deadliest. What about the what about the folder with the it was called Necro Lord? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not laughing at the fucking situation. I'm just like the Necro Lord. Like he actually like came not, up with that. It sounds like a Dungeon and Dragons like right, yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Necro Lord. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm the Necro Lord. I'm the Necro Lord. <laughs> Roll the dice and fucking <laughs> <laughs> play Dungeons and Dragons. I dude, that would be crazy to like I don't even know where I was going with it. I yeah. that's I'm just thinking about playing Dungeons and Dragons with fucking Fuller. <laughs> Your turn, Fuller. I'm the Necro Lord. The 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 part that grosses me out the most is um, that some of these bodies would have the catheters and defibrillators uh, still on uh, and in them. What? Like th- y- y- that? Uh, what? What? And then he would like take stills and then like you, like you said re- remove scars and like change the color so they looked more alive. Yeah. For his for his little yeah, photo he did, like, albums fucking and post production. Yeah, yeah. 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 And like removing scars, that means if they're on autopsy, like if they're at the morgue, that means they've been checked. Like they, they, yeah, the they have they the lines. Their head has been peeled back. Mm. Oh, it's a that's a that's a different breed right there. Yeah. And I don't know where his wires got crossed, but the fact that he found that like sexually gratifying is. There's something weird there. Put this in context, like they're in the morgue. Okay? And it, it was it was the dead it was the dead bodies too that turned him on. It wasn't it wasn't like a right. specific type of girl, blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was anything and everything right. from the age of ninety plus to nine. To nine, yeah. So it was it was the sole act of having sex with a cold dead body that really got his right. rocks and off. That, that's what I'm trying to like. Crazy. I'm, I'm trying to put this into context. Like this is the morgue, so people are thinking, oh, okay, the morgue. Yeah, that's where to keep the dead bodies, but. The morgue is fucking cold. Like these are freezers that they oh. keep the fucking bodies in. Ugh. So you know they're like almost like frozen. No, I wouldn't say frozen, but they're pretty near. Yeah. You know. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look that up. What's the temperature of of a morgue? Of a morgue. Bodies are kept between 36 degrees Fahrenheit and mm. 39 degrees Fahrenheit. So pretty goddamn so freezing, cold. Freezing 32. So yeah. 36 to 39. So just that's just sti- above it's freezing. Stiff. It's stiff. Oh yeah, not frozen, but stiff. Yeah, uh, two degrees Celsius and four degrees Celsius for our uh, overseas listeners. For, for the people, because I know America for, ev- for everybody and yeah. everybody else in the world. Because <laughs> America can't get our shit together. I do kind of like it though. For everybody I like else that we're the, the only world. people that are like, you know, nah, we're not going to agree with you guys. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very American thing that yeah to do. So his his. Uh, Fetish doesn't just extend to like dead bodies and whatnot. He actually had a whole fucking collection of four million images of naked children. And then you throw, Mi- yeah, okay, then you throw in you the kitty porn. What? Let me, like, let, me what? Get, let me get it nice and close. Four million images of children. He what, was was he the was he the kitty porn supplier? I like what, I have no idea. You can't just put that. I mean, early days of the internet, you could. They didn't have like filters and search dead things, bodies. Right? This guy was just kitty porn deviant. You know what? Fuck putting him in jail for the rest of his life. This dude needs to be have a fucking bullet put through his. Oh, head. and then all those families that have to that had to have been notified. 
Ugh, yeah. after like, hey, by the way, we know your loved one is, has been gone for, you know, 10 years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, just, just FYI, this happened. We saw this on video. Yeah. What would you do? Okay. Your grandmother just passed away. Yeah. Okay. Well, not just, okay. Grandmother passed away 10 years ago. Yep. You get a phone call. Boom. Hey, we got this guy. We just found him. Your grandmother was on video 10 years ago after she died, and this dude was fucking railing her. Like, what would you? What would you say? What would you? How would you? I, I wouldn't believe it. Like, I'd be like, like no, yeah, like, no, nah, come on. I'm, I'm sorry. What did you just say? Yeah. Like, how do you identify? Like, how do you? Like, you can't. You can't ever like. Do they show you? I mean, obviously they're not going to show you the video. Or, or do they show? Do they show you the video? I don't. know. If you think about it, if they're trying to identify, you're going to have to identify. Right, it. but they're going to do a still photo. A of still it, photo of the face. Of or, your uh, fa- yeah. yeah. So now that this poor person has to look at a still photo, of knowing of what's going on face. in the video. Right. Of your grandmother on the morgue table, like yeah. that's that that's that's horrible. Right. I mean, there's there's way more people that were hurt by this guy than just right. the victims. The independent public inquiries, the NHS of England, all the people that you know actually tracked down and identified every single victim. Oh yeah. Because I mean, at some point you could have been like, oh, you know, it's it's in the past. It's in the past. Yeah. yeah. It's it's too hard. They right. they really did a good job at actually you Going know notifying these people's family yeah. that something happened to their mm-hmm. loved one. That, so that's I. I it, that's, goes, it goes back to what you said. Like they actually had to physically sit there and watch through all of these I mean, fucking videos. You said it in the story too that like some of the families and their uh, victim statements said like thank you for bringing back my grief. So yeah. So I I mean it sucks that it happened, but I'm glad that they put so much work and effort into right. making sure everybody yeah. was made whole. Hundred percent. I get a very ass. Uh, so I mean, obviously, you know, I love movies, and I I like think about is uh, if you've ever seen Kill Bill, my name's Chuck. I never seen it, and I like to fuck. You never saw it. <laughs> it's a, he's that. actually a, a a mortuary nurse who has right. sex with dead bodies, or uh, they're in comas. Sorry, they're in comas. Oh, they're in comas. Yeah, and he he goes in there with a big old jar of Vaseline. It's fucking gross. Well, well, at least they have a pulse. Yeah, but it's very similar. Yeah, it's very similar. I'm, <laughs> He, dro- he drives a big wagon that's called the Pussy Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe you've never seen Kill Bill, by the way. No. That's, that's crazy. Uh, I'll check it out one of these times. All right, so that'll do it for this episode of Criminal AF. Uh, if you liked what you heard, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave us a review. And don't forget, you can become one of the debauched by joining our Patreon for as little as $2 a month. Everyone gets ad-free episodes and access to our Discord channel. Uh, Those who join the $5 tier or above get all, all of our audible, video, and downloadable content, including narrated scripts from every story, 5-Minute Murder, our Patreon-only not-safe-for-work, bi-weekly podcast, Random AF, plus our monthly Patreon-only episodes of Dreadful AF. For the higher tiers, you get all of this, plus producer credits on every episode, and some goodies thrown in, like t-shirts, posters, coffee mugs, etc. Just go to criminalafpodcast.com backslash support to choose your tier. Links to our social support, merchandise, reviews, and more are in the episode description. And thank you to all the Patreon members, seriously. I, this, is, this is probably the coolest thing that we've... Love like, every single... Yeah, everyone it, it's definitely the coolest thing that has like this podcast brings to us, is right. like the actual community that we're kind of building. And stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. pretty cool. Absolutely. Love you guys. So, signing off from Studio Chloroform. Keep your head on a swivel, and stay safe till next time. Now, now give me our theme music! Producers for this episode are Christine Rivera, Beth Davis, and Dusty J. Hicks. Associate producers are Paul Hodge, Noah Schultz, Brooke Morgan, Chantal Seislick, Jay Rawlings, Terry Burke Woller, and Bethany Cooper. Producers are Devin Dean, Trent Gobble, JD, Jan O'Donnell, Jessica Lloyd, Lisa Perello, Jenny Crawford, Alicia Knight, Laura Shin, Chris Owen, Maria Celine, Beth Esselman, and Aussie Tracy. This story was researched and written by Dorothy Jari, edited and narrated by Dave Jari. For a narrative-only version of this episode, visit Criminal AF Direct, available wherever you listen to podcasts.